And we're back to part two of Franchises series. Cineversal Nerds here. Um, no sponsor on this second part. but and no uh, recently watched. No recently watched. But Wayland has offered to sponsor both episodes. So, so thank That's you, so Wayland Corporation. Um, so selfless. I know. You know, they care <laughs> about everything except human life and the environment. Yeah. Way to go, them. Uh, so we are continuing our franchise talk. And there's just a few left. Uh, we'll get right into it. I got Nightmare on Elm Street. Which starred in 1984, gave us the iconic Freddy Krueger, played Chatty by Kathy. Robert Englund. Yep, Chatty Cathy. <laughs> Robert Englund has played the character through all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films and Freddy vs. Jason, the remake. It went to an actor named Jackie Earl Haley, who I really like, was in the movie Watchmen and a few other things. He's actually been acting since, like, the Bad News Bears. He was in that movie, too. The original? Um, yeah. And uh, so was he one of the kids? No, I'm just kidding. He probably wasn't. It's it's been a long time that since young. I've seen that, but yeah, um, he was in Shutter Island as well. I, I do like the actor. Um, the remake, not the not that great, but um, it's watchable. I'd say you can at least watch it. Um, yeah. But I do love the Nightmare series. I have the box set on DVD where it it the covers like the the ends of it like on the shelf. It all form Freddy as uh, each each box is a different part of his body and it all forms as a, as freddy together which is cool um uh the first one is the best in in my opinion about you um i i actually agree um i i feel like these movies do get uh it's kind of like child's play like where they get a little more ridiculous more comedic more out go. there yeah um i i this is probably an un popular opinion Mm -hmm. but this is not my favorite franchise like i i do blasphemy no i'm just kidding i'm so sorry i just i I felt so guilty even saying that but because you know i love horror and Mm -hmm. i'm I'm such a big horror fan but i think it's just the repetitiveness and sometimes like i just oh well I mean, I know that's hypocritical too. Probably yeah, I was even to say, say Jason's but like, pretty. I know, but I don't know so what it is about Michael those movies. Myers. Like, I just love those movies, but uh, I don't what she's hate these movies, and I is, will watch them. What you're saying is you do like the repetitiveness, but just not nightmares repetitiveness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, um, it's okay. I, no, I completely get it. It's not. It's not everybody's favorite either. It's. I will uh, watch them. Don't get friends. me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I just um, uh, when I think of other franchises to watch i this isn't one i first think of i get that so. no i get it i i do like it probably mm-hmm. a little bit more than you but that's okay that's i mean fine. everybody has different opinions there are nine movies in this series including the remake uh Robert, like i said robert anglin it, without him it just wouldn't work he's so good he brings a lot of he just brings everything in, into the character yeah. and made him so iconic and I do think um, it's funny. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think they are very funny. Like, some of the things. Yeah, he says it's and cheesy does. funny yeah. for sure. Uh, it. I respect it a lot. I I respect it because it isn't like Jason or Michael, where it's a typical slasher, uh, stalking victims. I do respect it for being a little different. For being, you know, what if there was a slasher that could kill you at your most vulnerable moment while you're asleep? Yeah, that is frightful. That's a a pretty good um, idea. Um, And Wes Craven did kind of base the idea on something that really happened, which is even more haunting. Like, 
There's no Freddy Krueger, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, I mean, he kind of based Freddy Krueger on, like, a childhood bully that used to pester him when he was a kid. But he based the idea of the dying in your sleep from uh, a story he read, which I believe was from Japan, about this kid who, like, would complain that he was being stalked by, by like, his nightmares, like something was scaring him in his nightmares. And... You know, the parents wouldn't listen to him, and, you know, he tried everything, you know, pills and coffee and all of these things to stay awake all the time, and then he finally, you know, went to sleep, and he died in his sleep, and they found, the the cops found his body the next day in his room, and they looked in his closet, and there was a coffee maker and pills and all these other things to keep him awake. He was that terrified of something. So Wes Craven kind of took that story and kind of, you know, turned it into Nightmare on Elm Street. It did give us Johnny Depp. You know, that was his first ma- major role. That was that was good. I mean, he played Glenn. Uh, he didn't really bring much to it. I mean, he didn't become <laughs> no. iconic until later, until like 21 Jump Street and stuff. But it was fun to go back and see him there. The second movie in 1985 gets a lot of criticism. Freddy's Revenge. Um you know, for its uh, homosexual undertones and things like that that were in it. Uh, there is a great <laughs> documentary about that movie, about the actor that starred in that movie, because his career kind of went nowhere after that movie. And, you know, the documentary is is an eye-opener. It's really good, actually. It's on Shudder, hmm, actually. So, that. yeah, it's it's very... It's, it's like My Nightmare or something, but uh, it's called... But I kind of like it, actually, over the years. At first, I didn't, but, I, but I've started to respect it. It has, it has some cool ideas. It's bloody. It's gory. It's some gory moments in it. And plus, it has that cool scene at the end where Freddy's, like, attacking all those people at the pool. And just, like, going around killing everybody that's trying to have a pool party. That was cool. <laughs> but I guess everybody's favorite is Dream Warriors, the third one. The awesome soundtrack by Dokken, uh, Dream Warriors. Because they had kids that, you know, have dreams of themselves of being ultimate, like, warrior-type characters, and they team up and go against Freddy. And In that movie, they bring back Heather Langenkamp. They, they give us uh, Larry Fishburne, who we now know as Lawrence Fishburne. I was literally just going to ask you that. <laughs> yep. Uh, and um, Larry. Gave us Patricia Arquette in the lead. So that was the first movie I ever saw her in, and then I saw True Romance, and then, you know, the rest is history. I, I, I do like Dream Warriors a lot. Uh, Dream Master came after that. That was okay. It was kind of silly. That's when he got more to be funny. Yeah. Dream Master. Dream Child is one of the worst ones, in my opinion. It does have some interesting kills, but at the same time... Mm. And then uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, which is a lot of people's least favorite one. I really like that one. Because that one fully embraces the ridiculousness yeah, of Freddy's character. Yeah, is that the character. one with that creepy little, like, uh, kid or, like, a, kind of mini version of him, but, like, it's some weird little creature you're talking about? That could be the dream child you're okay, thinking maybe, of. Okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Freddy's dead. I mean, it opens up as a parody of Wizard of Oz where he's flying on a broom and he says, I'm going to get you and your little soul, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it had, like, the last... Tw- 15 minutes of the movie be 3D in theaters. I remember that. I went and saw it in theaters, and just the last 15 minutes was 3D. So, 
If you like like F F nine and 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 Halloween Kills, embrace the ridiculousness. Freddy's Dead's a fun movie. And then we got Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which I said beginning was uh, the first that I can think of meta horror movie. Actually, at first when it came out, I didn't really care for it, but watching it now, I I respect it. I really like it actually. It's definitely the slowest of the Nightmare movies, but I enjoyed the interesting take on the plot. How yeah. everybody played themselves. And there was a real Freddy. And the only difference is, is his hat was green and he had a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it gave us Miko Hughes. I mean, Miko Hughes has been acting in movies. I mean, he was Gage in Pet Cemetery, and he was the boy in Kindergarten Cop. Boys have a penis, yeah, yeah. girls have a vagina. <laughs> yeah. so, He's was, also in Full House yep. a lot. Uh, so it was fun to see him in uh, <laughs> New Nightmare as uh, Heather Langenkamp's son. But yeah, no, I, I, I get it. If ready, it, it's a different thing. But but you can't, you know, but he is iconic. He does deserve his place up there. Oh, for sure. Um, no, I totally And I loved, get that. loved watching him fight Jason. We didn't really talk much about Freddy vs. Jason in the first part, but... And I, and a lot of people do complain that there wasn't enough fighting of them two in the movie. I, I don't know. I think there was the right amount. Because you have to have a plot. If yeah, you if you don't worked. If you had most fighting in it, it there, there'd be no plot, and that would just kind of get stale after yeah. a while. So I, I thought they had the right amount of fighting. You know, they had their first interaction, then they had... You know, Jason in his own nightmare, which I thought was interesting, and Freddie had the advantage because uh, he can control things in the in the dream world, and then Freddie was in the real world where Jason had the advantage, and then it was just an all-out brawl at the end. It was so bloody, yeah, <laughs> so much no, was blood great. in that, that, in that awesome. brawl. And then the ending is open to inter- to interpretation. If you think Jason won, or if you think Freddie won, just because I'm a fan, Jason won. In the long run, Jason yeah. wins. He always wins. Just because they're in the real world. All right, what do you got on your list? Um, the leprechaun. Ooh. He just wants his pot of gold back. Just stop oh. stealing his coins and he won't have to kill you. Every movie. Eight movies in the series. It's all the same. Uh, Jennifer Aniston's Jack first movie. Gold. The first one. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorites, the first one, for sure. These are guilty pleasures. Yeah. The Leprechaun, although an iconic master of horror, is if you could say, he is on the lower level of of that of the <laughs> tier. Um, and these movies really are only great mostly because of Warwick Davis playing the Leprechaun, who was also Willow, mm-hmm. and an Ewok, and Harry Potter, and tons of other stuff, so... And he only played the Leprechaun for parts one through six. And then uh, part seven, they got WWE wrestler Hornswoggle to play the Leprechaun. And I don't know who played the Leprechaun in the last one. but Yeah, I don't know. Like the newest one, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. It um, wasn't that great. But they're fun. Like I said, they're guilty pleasures. Yeah. They are like so the ridiculous. Few, at least, like. The first one kind of scared me because I yeah. saw it as a kid, and the one that got the part that got me the most—I don't know why—is when he's like pogo sticking on top of that guy to death. <laughs> it's such a silly death, but it scared me as a kid. Like I don't want some leprechaun to pogo stick on my chest until it bleeds. Yeah, no, that's so funny. But no, I like I said, that one's my favorite. 
Anyway, I think it's the best one. I don't remember much of the second one because I think the second think one is the one I watched the least. I, it has something to do Vegas. with a candle. That's the third one. Oh, so I don't, okay. it has something to do with a candle, I believe. I just oh. don't recall. But the third one, yes, was oh, in gosh, Vegas. Apparently, I don't remember either. Cause it's all right. <laughs> I, I have. I kept thinking of the yeah, the Vegas. I have the collection. The... It's called the Pot of Gore collection. It's pretty oh my great. God, yes. Uh, I don't have the two newest ones. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm okay having just the the first six, the Warwick Davis saga. I'll say that. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I, I I'm gonna have to rewatch Leprechaun too. It's a sequel, so I'm yeah. gonna watch it tomorrow. Part Leprechaun of Leprechaun my... in the Hood. Yeah. And then you got was it? He returns to the hood. I can't remember. What yeah. It's um. Well, first we had part three, which was Leprechaun in, in, in the Vegas. Hood again. Just kidding. I know it's not the only one. <laughs> uh, and he was in Vegas in the third one. Yeah. There was one part in that movie that scared me. It's when he saw the magician in half, but actually actually sawed him in half. And he like opens the boxes and it's just guts pouring out. It's great. <laughs> uh, four, he's in space. <laughs> and he actually gets a lightsaber in one scene, which is hilarious. Um, yes, five is in the hood with ice tea in the movie. And the second one is Back to the Hood. Okay, like, I was like, I knew like it was T-H-A, something really hood. silly. Yep. But... <laughs> With sticky fingers. Yeah. To the Hood. Interesting if you want to see the leprechaun smoke out of a bong. Um, with like pot that's laced with four leaf clovers. Like I think that's how they stop him. It's, it's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ridiculous series. Um you can watch them in at Halloween time, or you know, watch them on St. Patty's Day if you want. You know, yeah. just, they're they're uh, they're fun. They are so stupid, but they're fun. And there's a big gap between um, Back to the Hood and uh, Leprechaun Origins, which that came is out with in 2014. Yeah, well, Back to the Hood, uh, straight to video. Same with In the Hood. Uh, you know, kind of killed the franchise. Kind of made it where Warwick didn't want to come back. You know, I think they tried to get make that earlier, but Warwick wouldn't come back. Yeah. So it was just more of. Plus, they just sold getting, it. Like postponed. It was a different company. They sold it. Uh, the 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 company that produced the Origins was funny enough. WWE Pictures, the wrestling. Oh, they they have they have a movie a company, so they. And not all their movies are bad. There's actually a couple of WWE movies that I like, like uh, No One Lives with uh, luke evans that was great um but yeah leprechaun those are those are fun um i have uh hellraiser which started in 1987 which is based on the novel by clive barker called the hellbound heart franchise is about a puzzle box that can open a gateway to hell where the our antagonists the cenobites dwell the Cenobites used to be humans that were turned into monsters, and they're led by the their lead Cenobite, Pinhead. Now, interestingly enough, the name Pinhead is nowhere in the book. They kind of gave him the name in the movie because it's on the nose. Hmm. He doesn't really have a name. I mean, he has a name like High Priest or something like that, but it's not not Pinhead. Yeah. But I guess it wasn't. Uh, the Pinhead's more marketable because <laughs> he wasn't the lead actor. Like his face is on that poster for the first movie and the second movie, but you know he's not the lead. Yeah. Um, did you see these movies? Any I of these movies? I have not seen all of them, but um, and of course I I didn't watch the first one the first time I ever saw one. I was like six years old, <laughs> and my I, we were having like a movie night with my 
parents and like my cousins and stuff and we just decided to watch hellraiser i don't remember which one it was i think it was like the third one or something and i remember my mom told me she's like well you know if you leave and come back don't you're gonna get confused and you're not gonna know what's happening so i like i was like terrified to leave and go to the bathroom because i was like i'm gonna miss everything and i'm gonna be (laughs) fucking confused it's like one of those things you know you you know here as a child she didn't want to pause it take it way too seriously (laughs) well she even said too she's like and if we pause it you know we're gonna come back and we're just gonna get lost i'm like oh my god watch it you know in the same flow yeah. <laughs> um, there are 10 movies in Holy this series. Crap. I know you wouldn't know, but I've seen uh, maybe only three. the well, only the first four were theatrical. The rest were straight to video. Oh, okay. So it's it's easy to you know to not know that. Yeah. Uh, the first one, it's classic. I thought it was great. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, Gosh, rude. I'm gonna turn the sound off here. He doesn't know how. No, it's got a cover on it, so I couldn't get to the button. <laughs> I'm just joking. I clipped my nails. I can't. Anyway. Um, first one, I really liked. I still watch it to this day. I think it's great. Um, it is bloody, so it's not for those who are squeamish, you know. It kind of has some S&M things in the series as well. Uh, but I I watch it for the Cenobites. Like, I yeah, love sure. <laughs> I love the different uh, Cenobite characters in it. Um, I can I can already tell you two of them. Okay, three of them. There are three Cenobites out of the whole ten movies that I like the most, and none of them are Pinhead. I do like Pinhead. And Doug Bradley has played, the actor has played Pinhead uh, one through eight. The last two... Um, were kind of made really crappy and straight to video, and that that was that was the example of a studio making a movie quickly to retain the rights. Oh, okay. So that was the last two. So they got somebody else to play play Pinhead because Doug Bradley read the scripts and was like, uh, uh-uh, those are terrible. So, um, the second one was Hellbound, uh, Hellraiser two, also pretty good as well. If you like the first one, it's it's got the same kind of tone, the same kind of look. Uh, third one is called Hell on Earth. In 1992, so that was it had some scenes like in the city, out on the streets, and a dance club, and stuff like that. And then the fourth one was Bloodline, which Pinhead goes to space. You know, they all of these slashers they go to space. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Michael Myers in space. It's gonna happen. Gosh, that'd be wonderful. Uh, (laughs) I totally want to watch that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bloodline. He's just like I, floating around. I actually there. got to see Bloodline in theaters. I saw it at AMC when it was inside the mall. Um, yes, really stupid, but uh, entertaining. And then the fifth one was the first one straight to video. It was called Inferno. And then we got Hellseeker. Then we got Deader. Weird title. Then we got Hellworld, oh. which took the whole internet How thing. How can you get Deader? I don't know. <laughs> and then the last <laughs> I have two so many were. Questions. Uh, the last two were Revelations and Judgment. Um, so the Cenobites, yeah, the, the they used to be humans and they're turned into monsters and they kind of, you know, they, they're like the twisted versions of themselves. And my favorite is a original classic, which is the Chatterer. He was the one with like his, his teeth were showing and it's it just chatting his teeth like, like that. Mm. And uh, he was in the first two. And then another one I liked... And, and a lot of people might disagree because some of these are stupid as hell, but I love them for some reason because I grew up with them. The other one I like is his name is CD Head, which was in Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. 
<clears throat> he was a DJ that was transformed into a creature, and he had CDs in his head to look like mohawks or whatever yeah. and then he had a player on his chest and cds would come out and he would like take it and throw them at people and they'd get stuck in their face oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> so stupid but i loved it and then yeah. my but then the actual one i really like is in uh, hellraiser 4 bloodline they call them the twins and he was uh it was two security guards that um that are twins and they both get killed and they get like forced together as one body and their face is connected like their cheeks are like stretched and twisted in the middle so it's two heads one body oh, but goodness. it's two people oh, it's so cool looking <laughs> yeah look him up he's cool the twins from hellraiser bloodline um yeah no i, li I like that a lot so yeah hellraiser it's it's a good series you don't have to watch all of them but I definitely at least recommend the first four because uh, they were the theatrical ones. And if you're really curious, you can continue the series if you want to. If you, because after that, you're kind of just watching them for Doug Bradley as Pinhead. All right, what else you got? Oh gosh! Isn't that sweet? Yeah, I just looked up the twins. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> not in it much but uh, but I like. How him. do you do that? I want to know how that happened. You can probably watch the scene. In, on youtube I have so many questions about this too <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know he they want they're twins so they want to be together so he kind of lets them be together and they have an ability where they can like because it shows them kill somebody and they like separate from each other their their skin from their cheeks like they they separate and it slaps back to their face and then their body splits apart and then they're two people but their faces look like yin and yang because one of the the other one has his face like with his skin stretched yeah. like this, like a smile, and the other one has it down like this. Ooh. And they surround a guy and they connect to connect back to each other with that guy in the middle, like absorbing <laughs> him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I watched that one. Hard to explain, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just really like that character. I wish he was in more of it, you know. I thought he was cool looking. Um, since I got a few more franchises than you, I'm going to talk about one real quick here. The Phantasm movies, which I, you said you haven't seen. Nope, I have not seen any of I them. I won't get too much into them. The series focuses on uh, Mike and Jody and Reggie, who uh, have to stop an evil and supernatural tall man from taking over the world. The tall man turns the dead into zwarf, uh, zwarf, dwarf mm -hmm. zombies <laughs> that, that do his bidding. Uh, very strange movie, but I give him 100% credit for being original. Uh, there's nothing like these movies. Don Coscarelli directed parts one through four. There are five in total. A fifth one did come out not too long ago. It's probably the weakest uh, of them, but great story. Some of the same actors throughout all five movies. Um, they're famous for the tall man and the little spear, the sphere balls, the silver balls with like the spikes sticking out of it that fly through the air and get stuck in people's heads. Um, I can't really go into it cause you got to just watch it. It's, it's so out there. It's horror, it's sci-fi, it's, it's everything. And it gives us a fun hero in Reggie Bannister. He's so cheesy as he's, he's like Ash in a way. 
He's kind of a dick. He's kind of cheesy. He thinks he's a ladies' man, but you know he's not very attractive. <laughs> but he he's he is our last hope to save humanity type of guy. Yeah. Um, if so I remember great. correctly, I think my friend um, Chris is a big fan of these, and I'm pretty sure he asked me if I had these. Mm. I'm pretty sure this is the series. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I think a good chunk of them are on Shutter. I don't. Th- I, I want to say all of them except two is on there for some reason. Oh, okay. But uh, I won't be. Able I to do share have them that. all on. I have the whole set. So if you're ever interested, like you got to be in a mood. That they're very they out there. Else too, like HBO or something. I swear I saw them. Maybe something totally random that wasn't Shutter though. But. They might even be on Tubi. I don't know. Teletubi. What do you have on your list? Um, Saw is the mm. next one I have on I here. love Saw. The um, first one. I mean, I have all of them. but Yeah, I can't remember if I saw the first one in theaters or not, but I know for sure I saw the second one. That's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I actually really enjoyed that one. I'd say it is the best sequel, in my opinion. Yeah. I just really like the first one. No, I really like the first one, too, for sure. And um, the third one's, I mean, it's not terrible. The third one is the bloodiest out of all of them, actually. And the third one is where they kind of got that whole reputation of being called torture porn, which a lot of people think the first movie is torture porn. It's not. I don't don't agree with that at all. There's barely any gore in it. It's more implied gore. The first movie felt more like a suspense a mystery suspense and you know it 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 had traps in it but it didn't really focus on the traps it wasn't until the sequels where people were like we want we want to see nothing but traps so once the sequels were focusing more on the traps than anything that's when they had that reputation yeah but you know torture porn or not the saw movies did open a door for other movies to be released that may have never been released you know, with without Saw, I would have never seen the the Collector or the Collection, which I enjoyed both of those movies. Those are total torture porn movies, but I do like those movies. You know, and we already had other torture porn movies like Hostel and stuff. Um, we had nine movies in the Saw series, and up until Saw three came out. Friday the Thirteenth was the highest grossing franchise of all time. And then Saw 3 came out and killed it. Saw was now the highest grossing franchise horror. From Saw 3? From Saw 3. It dethroned Friday the 13th. That's crazy to me. Um, I, when I was saying earlier, I was listening to a podcast with Lee Winnell, and he's mm. talking about that, and he said it's so surreal. He said he, you know, has the the letter from Guinness at home like in a frame and he looks at it and he just can't believe it because it says highest grossing franchise yeah. and he wrote that movie I mean he wrote that was his story that and his first movie so I mean yes James Wan directed but, but mm-hmm. Lee Wan L created it so he says it's just crazy that I have like something from the Guinness yeah. you know, for this oh, for little sure. movie that he made that they shot in 18 days and it had it, it had a 1.2 million dollar budget, and then it went on to be a billion dollar franchise. So, that's pretty great for your first movie. Yeah. <laughs> and what I will respect about the Saw movies, whether you like them or not, I like that at least for the first seven, uh, which were 
consecutively like called Saw 1, Saw 2, all the way to 7. Although Saw 7 had like three titles. It was Saw 7, it was Saw the Final Chapter. They actually used the Final Chapter line for the, the disc version. Or it was Saw 3D. So those are three names for it. But, it. but every year from 2004 all the way to 2010, around Halloween, was a new Saw movie. And I like that. It was like every year on Halloween, yeah. there was a new Saw movie. In fact, I remember the commercials. It's not Halloween without Saw or something like that, <laughs> you know. And that's how it was. They did a really good job with that. And then it took them seven years to make Jigsaw. And then another four years to come out with Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, no, I like the Saw series. I have them all. Like I said, the first one's my favorite, though. Um, but I will watch them all. Um, but I, well, I will say the first three. I know people don't really like the three. And even Lee Wanell, who actually came back to write part three, he, he said that's his least favorite. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's not the best. But, but I like it because I'm a gorehound, so I like that it's the goriest. Yeah. And it wraps up the Jigsaw storyline. I know we see Jigsaw again, but it's mostly in flashbacks. But mm-hmm. with those three, it's he's there until he's dead. So that's that's his trilogy. So, yeah. Saw. Highest grossing franchise ever well, uh, for horror. So, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a big fan as well. I mean, some of them are, like, over-the-top ridiculous, but that's... Yeah, after, like, honestly, I can't tell you the difference between 4, 5, and 6. Yeah. (laughs) You could say, you could tell me a trap from one of those movies, and I'll be like, uh, 6? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Chester Bennington's actually in one of them. I I think think he's in the the 3D one. Yeah. yeah. He's no stranger to acting. He was in Crank, the first Crank movie. He was just... I don't the, remember. Well, cameo. So he was uh, in Crank. It was the scene where he goes to the... Where uh, Chev Chelios goes to mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, horse racing... Uh, the horse race. Mm-hmm. And, like, bangs his girlfriend, like, right on the track. Chester Bennington's just a guy in the crowd watching. Oh. <laughs> just watching. Yeah. Because uh, they got in the Crank 2, they got Maynard from Tool to Cameo, and there okay, is a dog yeah, walker. See, I haven't, it's been a really long time since um, movie. You know, I think Saw 3D or Saw 7 uh, is probably my least favorite besides Jigsaw, the eighth one. I thought Spiral was okay, the one with Chris Rock. Yeah. I thought it was fine. It had some pretty cool traps. Yeah, thought the acting was yet, fine. So. Um, they do say they, they tried to reboot it with that, but it really doesn't. It has the same beats as mm. the other movies. It's even directed by Darren Lynn Bousman, who directed Saw 2, 3, 4, and 5, you know, so. Yeah. You're not fooling us. That's not a reboot. <laughs> um, nice try. <laughs> but it's watchable, and it's just interesting. Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson in a Saw movie, so. Yeah. Saw. All good. <laughs> um, I have the Final Destination series, oh, I which started in 2000, the first movie, 21 years ago. Crazy. I really liked the first movie, and I did too. I, that was I, I a re- series I, really I didn't liked the second one. That was a movie I didn't think would become a little franchise. 
I thought it was a one and done, and I thought they did it really well. It did have that cliffhanger little ending. Well, not really. It had that ending where it's like, you know, that character's dead, but it just yeah. didn't show it. Um, surprise, surprise. I the- saw the second one first. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be a. <laughs> And the second one me. had a different tone. <laughs> the first one I felt was a little more, I, you know, none of them are really scary, but the first yeah. one had a scarier tone. It was like one of those random things I got in my stocking for Christmas one year, <laughs> you know, that my mom bought me, that I knew she bought me because she always did. But yeah, I was had that one on DVD this time. <laughs> I have I have all five the the box set. Uh, I like the first one. I like the cast for the first one, Devin Sawa. Yeah. Uh, which I think you know, other than Idle Hands and that, he kind of disappeared from Hollywood until I saw him in the incredibly good. I'm just kidding. It's incredibly bad, but it's so bad it's great. The Fanatic with John Travolta. Um, oh. On our so bad it's great. Yeah, video. you told me we're, about this movie. We, I've never seen. We're gonna it, watch it before we do, do our episode. Before we do our episode of It's So Bad, It's Great, we're watching The okay, Fanatic yeah, and I, Night I Killer do. again. So, yes. um, anyways, it also had Sean William Scott, Stifler. It had Stifler in the movie. A mm-hmm. um, few other people. Uh, Tony Todd became um, a staple in the movie as well. What's that one girl's name? I forget, but I like her. Allie Larder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she returned in the second one. Yeah, she was in um, Heroes. Yep. I was a big mm-hmm. fan of that show. And, uh, of course, one of my favorites, Legally Blonde. <laughs> and Varsity Blues. She was in that, yeah. too. And um, uh, wasn't she on one of the House on the Haunted Hill? Or... Yeah, she was in the yeah, first one. okay. Yep. Uh, so Final Destination actually was originally written as an episode of X-Files. Nice. And they decided to just turn it into a full-length movie and not have it be a part of X-Files. So that's pretty cool. I think this is the only series, especially on this list, that has an unseen killer. So I give it credit for for that. It's not just someone going around and stalking them. But I did read something that is very haunting. So the uh, for this is just this is for the first one. Uh, the airplane sequence in the first movie in the beginning was actually based on a real life event. It was based on the fateful. Trans World Airlines Flight 800 that actually exploded and crashed into the Atlantic Ocean on July 17th, 1996, 12 minutes after takeoff. All 230 people on the flight died. Oh my gosh. And no criminal act had been found to be the cause. And nobody got off before? No. No. I was just saying, like, it's... They couldn't find how exactly it crashed. Oh, God, that's, that's the crazy thing. Um, and that was a crazy scene. Uh, the second movie blew it out of the water with their opening scene because these movies had that famous first scene that our whoever our lead character is that's that has the premonitions, you know, yeah. experiences the full thing, and then it does that shot where it zaps back into their sweaty face, and they're like, "I just saw it. It's gonna happen." Uh, the second one definitely when I start had seeing the signs, like yeah. seeing things that yeah. Out of all five, the second movie beats them all. And that is terrifying because that's something that could totally happen. I mean, the plane crash totally could happen, too. But, like, this one on a highway. Yeah. And, oh, my God, the one that gets me is the cop with the the log. So, you know, and and that's become a meme, too. Anytime you see a a truck that's carrying logs, you're thinking of Final Destination. I was literally just going to fucking say that because every time, like, I'm on a highway to, like, go shoot a wedding or something, like... 
I don't like taking the highway because of that movie. Well, I have to, you know, because we <laughs> shoot know. a lot up north, and uh, <laughs> every time my cousin and I see like a big logging truck, we're like, we're getting the fuck around this. <laughs> I was like, we're not getting stuck behind this final destination truck, especially if it's got and, like a chain hanging. Yeah. And oh, Chloe, uh, we have a, a another shooter. Her name is Chloe, and she's so great, but she's also so young and. Uh, she like is like I always hear you guys say that, but I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen that. I'm like, what? Oh, it's gonna traumatize her. <laughs> I was like, that is insane <clears throat> to me. Oh, a great scene though, and then even the rest of the movie. I mean, it's a little silly. I wouldn't say it holds up well today, but at the time of its release, it was pretty great. And the kid falling off the ladder in the alley and you're like oh he's fine and then the ladder comes down right into his eye <laughs> the, the elevator the, the stoner guy like... getting cut in, in half at the end by the barbed wire which was yeah great. and even I... little mickey from shameless is in the movie yeah, too and I gets blown up <laughs> really really like that the second one yeah the the most ridiculous death in that movie though i mean it's all ridiculous but the most ridiculous the is the hair that... getting stuck in the no. Isn't that, that what it is? The hair yeah, and the, the, the guy's basket full of claws. <laughs> Appendages. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets stuck in the elevator. Uh, no, that that was that was kind of terrifying. Ooh, yeah. But the one that was the most ridiculous is that kid that goes to the dentist and comes outside and that big piece of glass falls down and just oh. smushes him into like just pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, they wanted to sneak up on you because they were like, oh, something fucking for sure is yeah. going to happen in this dentist's and then office. after part two, they got way more ridiculous. Entertaining, though. They're fun to watch, but they, they the logic goes out the window. The yeah. third one, the big opening, was the roller coaster. I mean, that can happen, but not maybe not to the extent of what happened in that movie. And the um, racetrack. Yep, that was the fourth one, oh, was I thought it? that was the third. The, the oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the fourth one, and then the fifth one was the uh, movie theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, and what was the overpass one? Remember the bridge? It was a bridge one too? Oh, I think that was at the end of the one of them. I think it was actually like the final destination. Yeah. No, I thought it was the beginning. No. I don't remember. I just sure. remember the movie theater yeah. one though, but. And I remember the NASCAR one, but uh, it's been a while since I've seen those movies. Okay, look it up. (laughs) But yeah, Final Destination. Those are that's a fun series to watch, and you don't need to wait for October to watch these movies. You can watch them really at any time. Um, Do you have anything else? Uh, It's Final Destination Five. Ah, okay. Is the bridge one? All right. So movie theater must be at the end of one of them, because five kind of ties the whole series yeah, together. Cause... Four is definitely the weakest out of all five, yeah, and the... five is pretty good just because it ties into the first one. Um... I don't know. Now this is bothering me because I know you're talking. Oh, we about... can just rewatch. Maybe them. it's the third one. No, that's the roller coaster one. Yeah. That's okay. Not important. It's important. Um, there were a couple other series that I wrote on this list that I didn't really deep dive into, but I just wanted to mention them, and that was the the Insidious movies, which there are four. I do like all four of those movies. We've talked briefly about 
a couple of them here and there, but uh, I, I really do like those movies. Um, they're well-directed. The first two are well-directed. The third one's directed pretty well by Lee Winnell. That's his first movie, the writer. Um, and I thought he did a good job. And it looked like, you know, like, you know, it was filmed, like, outside and in a real apartment complex, but it was actually a, all, all a stage, the whole, the whole production, which I thought they did a good job masking that. Um, the Paranormal Activity movies, I think there's like six of those, um, or five of those with a sixth coming out. I've only seen the first movie, uh, and I guess you could say they're, they're uh, considered found footage movies. Um, like I said, I've only seen the first one, so I, I guess you could you could consider them found footage movies. Um, but they got their success because of uh, Blair Witch Project. So Blair Witch Project was like the first financially successful found footage movie. It wasn't the first found footage movie because they had one called like uh, the last horror movie or something, and then there was Cannibal Holocaust, which was somewhat a found footage movie, but. Um, Blair Witch was the first super successful one. Whether you love that movie or not, when it came out, it I freaked I, me out as a kid. Yeah. I loved it, and I don't but care. I also grew up in a house that was surrounded by woods, so it was yeah, kind of extra freaky. <laughs> and I don't care who you are. I mean, I everybody, everybody in the world thought this was real. <laughs> the Blair Witch movie was real before. We saw the actors again on interviews and things like that, but they were pretty genius. They were the first, one of the first movies to have viral marketing for it. They made up fake websites of the history and awesome. had a bunch of missing, pe missing person posters for these actors and everything. There was a time, literally, before 1999, when it got when it came out and buzz was going around for it, that it was a real movie. Like these campers or these kids really got lost and killed and we're watching their found footage i believed it yeah <laughs> and in and the way they act in the movie i mean it's like natural acting that's for sure but you know you watch it now that effect is gone you know it's not real and it's just a slow paced found footage movie of two guys a girl in the woods which sounds like another kind of movie but um <laughs> It's uh, it was pretty evolutionary at its time. Uh, I did want to mention one thing about Saw. I know we just talked about it a while ago, but I forgot to mention it. Um, I will say this with like the, the reason like Saw had something. Saw had an ending I didn't see coming. I did see this movie in theaters. I did not uh, like on opening weekend. I didn't talk to anybody that saw it. No one spoiled it. Nothing. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Nobody predicted that ending. Nobody predicted that Jigsaw was the dead body in the middle of the, yeah. the oh, whole sure. time. You know, and Lee Winnell during his his podcast uh, interview, you know, he he was actually kind of worried. Him and James Wan were worried that when nobody they were, was gonna like well, it. Well, no, that they were gonna guess. they were gonna guess it. Oh, yeah, because okay. they were like, you want to put the twist in the room like. The whole time, right there, <laughs> he's right there the whole time, oh, and they in were, plain sight. yeah, and they were afraid that people would get it like immediately and say that's that's totally the killer. And uh, Adam Green, the host of the podcast, was like, "Yeah, no one, no one saw that coming. I don't care who you are, you did not see that coming. And if you say, you know, you did see it coming, you're totally lying just to make yourself, you know, right. sound like that." 
and he's like, well, you know, it's it's all it's it's because of how they filmed it. Because at, after a while, he wasn't a body in the middle of the room. He was part of the the room. He was part of the background. Yeah. So they filmed it really well. And he was saying, like, yeah, you know, if Michael Bay filmed that movie, that that body would be front and center and always in shot and, like, blood and gut sticking out of it all the time and stuff. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I wanted to mention that. So they that, that was really genius, the, yeah. the twist ending of that. Because no sure. one saw it. Because I remember that when I saw it in theaters and everybody's like, <gasps> you know, in the theater and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> even the ending of the second one. Yep, and then I it, never saw it coming either. And then it became a thing where it yeah. had to have that twist ending at the end and, and, and the same music. But yeah, Blair uh back to Blair Witch. Uh it was the most uh successful of found footage movies and it did sort of pave the way for more low budget horror films to be made. Saw was a little different. Saw paved the way for more like independent horror films to come out with a little less of a budget um but it looked good like the found footage thing it's a, it's a different kind of movie but the found footage movies are definitely cheaper i mean how much do you think blair witch cost to make see saw 100 dollars so, no i'm just kidding <laughs> that little. saw cost 1.2 million to make okay which is very cheap um but Five hundred thousand. Nope. Blair Witch cost sixty thousand dollars to oh, make. I was being generous. After their their showing at Sundance, they sold it to Artisan Entertainment, and Artisan Entertainment were the ones that produced and released them on video mm-hmm. uh, for one point one million dollars. And then so they made bank. It went on to globally gross, mind you, sixty thousand dollar budget. Went out. Went on to globally gross. Around two hundred and fifty million dollars. That's insane. So at the time, it was the highest profiting horror movie ever made. Made like what is that? One hundred and ninety million dollar profit. <laughs> Something like that. It's fucking crazy. It, yeah, it's insane. Um, Saw was very profitable for its budget, and so was Insidious. And you know, because James Wan uh, can can do wonders with like barely a budget so um not counting furious 7 or aquaman or malignant he had a pretty big budget for those but um yeah and uh speaking of james wan my last franchise i was going to talk about here is the conjuring universe which started in 2013 and there is eight films in this franchise which is spin-offs and sequels Mm -hmm. I love The Conjuring. Yeah, I do it's too. It's freaky. I saw it in theaters. Oh, scared yeah, the me first in theaters. One gets me. Oh yeah, you just even the little things like the. Yeah. And oh yeah. Just her the clapping. Possessed at the end. Oh my gosh! Crawling through the yeah. Possession thing. movies aren't new. There's thousands of possession yeah. movies. Everybody does it different. I liked how they did it in this one, and I think a lot of it is Scary. due to. Uh, James Wan's direction. Um, he doesn't rely on fake jump scares. He builds the tension. He builds the horror, and the things that make you jump is meant to make you know meant to scare you. And the acting is really good. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a a strong thing right there. Hard. It's 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 hard to get 
really good acting out of a possession movie. I mean, The Exorcist has fantastic acting in it, too, but then there's other movies about possession where it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> um, but I believe The Conjuring, and it is you know, inspired by a true story, whether you believe it or not. Uh, but, yeah, it was very well done, very effective. Rated R, too, which they didn't... Picked... I don't know if it needed to be rated R, but it was. Yeah, they picked great people to be Ed and Lorraine. Yes, yes. Ed and Lorraine, Warren, mm -hmm. Vera Farmiga, and Patrick Wilson. Yeah, great choices. I love both those actors. They just have great actors. chemistry, mm -hmm. and... Yeah. They were believable in their mm -hmm. roles. The real Ed and Lorraine Warren are... Uh, divisive people <laughs> you know you can either respect them for what they did or you just absolutely hate them for scamming people i don't know but the actors that played them were really good and yeah. made the, the actors made them likable <laughs> mm -hmm. uh so we got that in 2013 a year so and then there was in the beginning of the movie of the conjuring they introduced us to the annabelle doll which is one of those dolls where it's like, that only exists in a horror movie. No one's going to buy their kid the doll that looks like that. <laughs> um, that is inspired no. by a true story well, as the well. Well, original is Raggedy Ann. Raggedy Ann. But they, yeah. you know, Has I had one of Hasbro those. won't give them the rights to, or Mattel won't give them the rights to use that for the movie. So they had to. wouldn't have been very scary. Yeah. But again, like the you Annabelle, said, like, who would buy this doll? The Annabelle doll in the movie is is scarier than the raggedy no, Ann doll. nobody in their right mind whether they collect <laughs> you, dolls or not would not fucking want you, that you don't want an annabelle doll dropping f-bombs i'm so sorry that's oh, okay you don't want an annabelle doll i'm gonna find you one and get you an annabelle no. doll for your birthday <laughs> no uh so we got a year later the uh spinoff which is annabelle in 2014 uh not very good uh you know it had potential to be pretty freaky you know like you and others they people do have a doll phobia so it de definitely had the potential especially coming off the conjuring which was pretty freaky yeah i was actually really excited for that and it was disappointing it was well made it was I shot well the um, second one was better yeah for sure um so that you know for the first spinoff it was a little disappointing uh but it was still interesting to kind of know where Annabelle came from a little bit, even though it took place in present time. Um, in 2016, we got Conjuring 2, still directed by James Wan, and I like that one as well. Mm -hmm. Really so good scary. acting, still scary. Another true story that it's inspired from. the. And what I like about The Conjuring 1 and 2 is the actors they got to play the kids. Uh, they were great in both movies. Um, the kids in the second one get a lot more to do than the kids in the first one. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ed and Lorraine are great uh, in it as well. Had some creepy moments. It gave us another... And it introduces us to uh, the nun. It does introduce us to the nun, and that creeped me the hell out in that movie. That <laughs> yeah. scene in her like little, little study with yeah. the painting. Oh, yeah. oh mm -hmm. my God. That was, that was terrifying. And actually, I rewatched those movies not too long ago. This year, but like few months ago and that scene still got me like i'm watching it in the yeah. dark on my couch like and like i've seen this before but i don't know like i said the way he films things it just gets under my skin plus you got to really get into it to really get affected by it yeah you have to watch these movies in the dark um in 2017 we got the the ant the second annabelle 
film, which was called Annabelle Creation. Now, it was a prequel uh, to Annabelle, and this is how Annabelle was created, hence the name. Much better follow-up than the, the other Annabelle movie. Different director, better directed, just better story in yeah. general. I was more intrigued by this story. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see where she came from. Year later, in 2018, we got the movie of The Nun. A little disappointing. Um, Which uh, is the little sister of Vera Farmiga. Tasia? Tasa? I think it's like Tess. Yeah, it's something like that. I Uh, I don't know. She's from the American Horror Story, Mm -hmm. uh, first season in Coven and Apocalypse, I think. Uh, She was in Roanoke in like one episode. Okay. She was like... Well, she was the daughter in yeah. uh, Murder House, so that's like the the one. Violet. Yeah. And, you know, I thought the big twist, and this movie's been out a while, so spoiler alert. Uh, you know, and I thought the big twist was that she was like either like the younger version of Lorraine or she was like a descendant of Lorraine because that would have made it way better of a connection than what they actually did to connect it to the series. Um, because that's her sister in real life, and that right. would have made perfect sense. Yeah. But no. They decided to, their friend who was like a farmer that was there, like, uh, or their their guide just happened to be the guy that Ed and Lorraine were exercising in a, in a clip uh, that they show in the beginning of The First Conjuring. But that <laughs> actor is clearly not the same actor. It's almost like they kind of just forced that into it to be yeah, connected like to it. that wasn't the plan. Right. Kind of stupid. Um... And to be honest, the nun character was way scarier in The Conjuring 2 than in her own movie. But I will say the look of the movie was great. Yeah. I loved the look of it. It, it. it was gothic looking. That's what I liked about it. I thought it was really cool. Um, the different colors, the really creepy old dark church and scenes like that. Very predictable. Very easy to, mm-hmm. to guess what's going to happen. But it looks really good. Good sound as well. And another part of the ending, how they, like, defeated Valak. Well, of course not, because she pops up in Conjuring 2 later in the <laughs> in the timeline. Like, way later. <laughs> yeah, but the whole... She had a nice nap. She total, they, they totally ripped off the movie Demon Knight. Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. They had the blood of Christ, and they used the blood of Christ and like spit it on her and that's exactly what <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith did in Demon Knight. She had the blood of Christ from the key, drank some of it, held it in her mouth while she was dancing with Billy Zane, our demon demon lord and she spits it on him and that's how she defeats him in Demon Knight. <laughs> uh, a year later we got another movie which at the time of its release it wasn't part of the universe and they just kind of made it a part of the universe because one actor in the movie was in one of the Annabelle movies and that was Curse of La Llorona. That's a part of the universe. Is it really? Yeah, the priest from the Annabelle movie is a priest in that movie. That's the only oh, connection. I had no, I've never, <laughs> I haven't seen that because I had no... It's not great. It's not great. It stars... Um, no want to. It stars, uh, gosh, what is her name? Linda Cardellini. She was Velma in the Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. It's, that was the problem with it. Because it took place modern times, regular family in, like, California getting haunted by that. Instead of using the actual legend 
of La Llorona and like where she came from. That, that story is terrifying. But they uh-huh. just took that entity and made it a mediocre <laughs> uh, stalking a regular white American family oh, in that's California. Yeah. So it could have been way better than it Yeah, was. it could have been. I'll still probably watch it just to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll hate but it. But it was one that was just on the back burner for me. Also, that same year, we got Annabelle Comes Home, the third and final of the Annabelle trilogy, which I nah, didn't even see. I didn't think it. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't... It tried to bring in other um, entities, which I thought was yeah, a cool it was, idea. It was the daughter of Ed and Lorraine. And Ed and Lorraine do show up in it. Yeah. Um, and I was always curious about that room that they have, which was based on a real room of yeah, all these different I mean, artifacts and things. Yeah, I aspects that were cool about it, but I think overall, I, I don't just... Is it better than the first Annabelle? That's all that matters here. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. Creation is still know, the but best. Like, but yeah, it wasn't better than the second one. That's Usually those prequels are what is better. Like like Ouija, the second one was way oh, better than I the totally first one. I totally agree, yeah. <laughs> it was I, the prequel. I can actually rewatch that. That's not the worst movie ever, but. Ouija. Is that really how we pronounce it? Is that really how you pronounce it? Because it's Ouija or. It should be, or Ouija, or, or I guess it depends on where the origin of the word comes from, but it's such a strange way that yeah, we pro- I don't know. pronounce something. It could just be lost because, um, you know that, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, everybody pronounces it Jekyll. Mm-hmm. In the original book, the author pronounces it Jekyll. That's how you pronounce it. How do you know? It's. I've book. read it. I've read about it. Oh, okay. It's. It's in like, a lot of. It's know? in a lot of documents <laughs> and things like book. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was the the original pronunciation, and I guess over the years we just started calling Jekyll. Uh, Igor. That was another one. Igor was uh, the little sidekick. Yeah, of, I know. Did, it was actually Igor. Oh. They didn't. They didn't start calling him Igor until Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks's yeah. movie, Young <laughs> I Frankenstein. Love that movie. Yeah. Yeah movie's great. But before that, it was Igor. So, I don't know. It's... Mm-hmm. Whatevs. <laughs> Call it what you want, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. So, I never saw Annabelle Comes Home. Maybe I'll watch it someday. I just didn't have the desire. But it's on HBO Max, so I might watch it. Uh, and then, just this year, we had the third Conjuring movie. The Devil Made Me Do It. Also uh-huh. based off the real... Um, case yeah which was called the devil made me do it spoil that because it is fairly new but uh the first scene in that movie is terrifying well not first scene (laughs) but it's a great homage to the the exorcist yeah oh gosh this creeps Um, me out this one was not directed by james wan um but it still has uh patrick's patrick um Wilson. I was going to yeah. say Patrick Stewart. Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga as as Ed and Lorraine, and it's their movie. Um, it's watchable. You watch it. You it's watch it for them. They're they're really fun. good in it, though. They're the yeah, best oh, part yeah. in the movie. You learn more about them. They're they have more to do in this movie, and their chemistry is better than ever. Um, yeah, it's probably my, the weakest of the three Conjuring movies, mm-hmm. but it's still miles ahead of like The Nun and Annabelle and, Annabelle, and La Llorona yeah. well, and stuff sure. like that. So it's still rewatchable. Yeah. Um. But no, I enjoyed it. 
I didn't see it in theaters. I wanted to, but I didn't. I watched it on HBO Max. <laughs> I tr- yeah, I try Same. to see all the big ones that come out this year I'm in theaters, but well, I don't know. I think it just came down to scheduling. Yeah. Um, I just couldn't find the time to do it, but now I have a plan, like I did with Dune and like I did with Halloween Kills. It's it's always the Friday of release. I always work Fridays. I work early in the morning, and I can get out and go see the first showing because yeah. I'm already up and I'm already, you know, I'm right there by the theater and I can just go see it and then think about it and write some stuff down to talk on our next episode. <laughs> so our next episode, I'm hoping I'll be able to watch uh, talk about Last Night in Soho and Antlers because I want to see both of those and talk about them. No spoilers, no worries, but uh, just at least my initial thoughts on them because the rest of the year, those two are highly anticipated on my list at least for horror i mean of course i'm excited for the marvel movies coming out the rest of the year but right matrix four maybe but uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i said i did briefly talk about the insidious movies did you like those yeah i actually did all four yeah that's some cool stuff made me jump made me scared of that song that they play in the movie you know when a horror movies play an old-timey song it makes it even creepier tiptoes by the garden yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like in jeepers yeah. creepers when they make that song sound creepy you know someone said something about that and it kind of makes sense why that song just because the name is in the title or in the is it's the name of the song but why that's what does that song mean it's just such a weird song to have in the movie i guess i don't know I don't know, probably because, yeah, it has the name. I don't really know. <laughs> other than the line in the song, where did you get those eyes? And then he actually does something with the eyes at the end. Other than yeah, that, maybe. it's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that song had to do with the, the naming of the movie. Uh, maybe, maybe. Story. I do like it, though. Maybe there's some kind of folklore behind that The The Creeper should about. have a franchise, but um, he doesn't. He only has three movies and, oh, and a re- remake coming out, reboot, oh. whatever. Hey, well, that's a franchise almost. Well, we don't know if it's coming out or, or not. I haven't seen anything on it. Just a date. That's all I've seen. Yeah. And a title. Put that on the back burner. Mm-hmm. I have tried to watch the third one probably five <laughs> times, and I cannot. Um, no, it's not very good, uh, but I... I you know me. I, I will find something I like in it. Uh, there are a couple of things I do yeah. like in it, like his truck. You know, he's you see him drive his truck more. You see him have more weapons that you haven't seen before, um, and some of the kills were interesting. Yeah, I, I can't say that I've seen the entire thing all the way through. It's okay. Maybe you need a drink. <laughs> I think seen... I think you need to drink and get drunk to watch horror <laughs> movies. I think that is your thing, and that's how you can enjoy these movies. So. I can watch horror movies. I know, but being ones drunk. that you wouldn't think <laughs> yeah, are that's good. True. Like you might have to drink for them. Yeah. So as I was saying earlier, uh, one of our next episodes uh, next month will be so bad they're great. Um, pretty excited to do that. There, there's gonna be some on there that may be on everybody's so bad they're great lists. Um, and that's fine. And that's fine. Uh, but I'm hoping that some of the ones that we do put on here aren't on other people's lists um 
Like Night Killer. Like Night Killer. <laughs> I don't know if that's it. I don't know if anyway. I was telling my buddy about that movie, and he was he thought I was talking about the movie The Night House that came out earlier this year. I'm like, no, it's not that movie. This this movie is amazing, but for different yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, um, but I wouldn't have known about Night Killer if it wasn't for watching uh, Chris Stuckman's reviews. Uh, he's a YouTuber critic, and I really enjoy his videos. And that's how I introduced Sam to it is uh, he has these videos um, where he talks about bad movies, but he yeah. talks about how good some of these bad movies are, and that was one of them. So I wouldn't have known about this if I didn't watch that. And I was like, Sam, you need to watch this, and made her watch that episode, and that's how she got yeah wanted to buy she, the movie. And then yeah. she made me watch it, which mm-hmm. it was so great. I don't regret any of it. <laughs> the movie, oh, my God. We will get to it, uh, but, yeah, Night Killer. If you want anybody out there listening, want to try to track that one down and watch it before we talk about it next month. <laughs> but I had to buy my own copy. Mine came in the mail yesterday. I was so excited. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's got special features on it. I got to see what it's oh, like. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got for uh, franchises today. What about you? You're all out? No, that was it. Final that Destination was, was my final one, surprisingly. Yeah. And we probably forgot ones. Like I said, I I just didn't do deep dives. Like Resident Evil has five movies and two animated uh, straight-to-video movies and a new one coming, Welcome to Raccoon City. I I think it looks cool. I think it looks just like the game. Everybody's like, oh, the acting is so bad. I'm like, have you played the first game? The acting was, that is the worst acting in any video game ever. And I think they're capitalizing on that, and that's fine. That's perfect to me. Yeah. It's just like the game. Because <laughs> it is. You watch any clips of the old, the very first game and the, the cutscenes. Oh my god, it's horrible. <laughs> but uh, I, have, I think the new one looks cool. I have one um, that I bought. I can't remember which one it is. It game or movie? Evil. It's a game, uh-huh. and I have it. It was for PS1. Okay. Uh, they made... One, two, and three, and I can't remember. It wasn't the first Code one. Veronica. That was no, one. It wasn't that? I have it somewhere, but it was so hard I couldn't even like, get <laughs> past the first level. Like it was they're hard so games, hard. and a lot of it has to do with their controls as well, and they're challenging, and yeah. they're all about you know not making ammo and health like available everywhere yeah. you know it's all about but then again back then like i wasn't very good at you know video games like i am now so maybe so you could beat that game now, now? Maybe. maybe i'm not saying so but i said maybe i would have a better yeah. chance okay i guess i don't know but maybe it's worth revisiting then maybe if um, i can find it i didn't talk about the underworld movies there's i think uh five of those i didn't see yeah, so there was Underworld, Underworld Evolution, oh, yeah, Underworld Rise of the Lycans, Underworld Awakening, and then Underworld Blood Wars. I didn't see Blood Wars. I've seen the first four, I but did. I didn't see Blood Wars. I have all five on a box off. set. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale's pretty badass. And, oh my god, uh, she is like... The girl in the Rise of the Lycans is pretty badass, too. I love Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> she, like, fucking never ages, either. I don't know what her safety is. She does is. look the same. It's insane. I was watching an interview where she thinks she looks just like Ryan Reynolds. That's <laughs> yeah, cracked me up. She's like, I look just like him. She's like, I'll see a bus drive by and be like, oh, that's me. Nope, it's not. <laughs> so funny. But... That makes sense because I thought the whole time it was Ryan Reynolds in Pearl Harbor. God. 
know. How wrong. Him and Ben Affleck making out, and then him making out with Josh Hartnett. <laughs> It was Kate Beckinsale the whole time. Damn, mind so blown. Funny. I think it was Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> or Jenny, Jimmy Kimmel. It's one of the Jimmys. Mm. But yeah, uh, like I said, there, there's probably other franchises we forgot to mention, but I honestly couldn't think of any. Yeah. And I honestly wanted to just talk about a few, not a few, a bunch yeah. of the main <laughs> ones and ones two that we work. like. Uh, yeah, two-parter episode. Um, By accident. Yeah. Well, like I said, I talk a lot, and you know this. Our, yeah. our fans. I, I wouldn't try, say fans, but... listeners. Our listeners know this. I do. <laughs> but this is the only place that I can talk forever about this stuff. It's Whether you part. like it or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, shut up. God. No, just kidding. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got. Um, yeah. <laughs> Until the next episode. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see you at the next episode. I got I don't, I don't have a cool, clever way of uh, ending the video. We'll see you at the movies. No, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Maybe we could run into someone. I'll random. probably be there if you go there on a Friday. I'll be there. Not me. The like one guy sitting up front. No one else is there. <laughs> telling you, the time I go, it's great, especially for opening day. I know we're in a pandemic, and some people would rather just stream stream at home but uh uh, not me i gotta i love the theater experience i hope theaters stay around i know some people want the theater to die out you know but it's not gonna die out because there's like nothing better because drive-ins are an old thing but that didn't die out that those still exist i mean they come back though i mean you can still find a drive-in theater you know there's like like seven drive-in theaters in michigan so yeah they're all far um, yeah and they're all summer only which is makes sense but uh i hope the theater stays around and like i said um you just can't beat that theater experience to me i know some people will argue well i got a 60 inch tv or i have surround sound in my theater room i'm like cool but you're never gonna have the theater screen and you're never gonna have the theater sound you just won't (laughs) you uh, could say you do but but you won't Right, and and, and pan, pandemic or not, like since theaters have opened back up, like I've seen three or four. It's not even movies, that bad. And I have never been in a packed theater. Yeah, like it well, never. I have once. Oh, I have not. So. I saw. But then God. again, I do go during the week to try to go during the day, but sometimes it's late at night. But uh, okay, twice, twice it's been packed and. I've been going to the movies since, well, at least here in Michigan, theaters have been open since December last year, which a lot of people didn't know. No. And the first big one I saw when it came into theaters, and same day HBO Max, and I have, I have HBO Max, uh, was Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, and okay. I did, or Godzilla versus Kong. And I yeah. did go see that in theaters at one of our big theaters, and it was packed. And I could only get a seat in the very front row, which Ooh, God, I went and went. off to the side. So I'm like looking up like, oh, this. my gosh, but, I would have been like, nope, I'll go a different day. I did. This. I did. Anyways, I still enjoyed it. I had to watch it again a couple of days later on HBO Max <laughs> just because mm-hmm. I could watch it like straight yeah. forward. I did watch um, it on HBO Max. But it was packed. There was a lot of people in the theater. So I think at, at that time, maybe people didn't know they've been open since 24 since the december but um 
that was the first big one to come out mm-hmm. uh, this year, so that's probably why it was packed. And that was like, what, um, May or something? Yeah, somewhere around there. And then the other one was when I saw Shyamalan's Old, but I went and saw that, like, Sunday night, like, at a early in the, not late night, but, like, earlier in the night. So, and that was kind of packed because it was a, the only sort of horror movie that came out that weekend, and people watched that stuff at night, yeah. so... That was, and it was a smaller theater, so less seats, so it, it filled up quicker. That was it. Everything else I see Friday, the day it comes out, at the first showing of the day, and it's literally like me and six other people at the most. <laughs> so even with Dune, I it was great. And my arms stretched out, feet up, everything. It was great. <laughs> like I said, I know a lot of people want the theater to die. Um, and I get this all the time because I'm a, I'm a collector of uh, DVDs and Blu-rays and mm-hmm. even VHS. I don't really buy VHS anymore. But if I see one, I'm like, oh, my God, it's classic. And I don't own it or have it on DVD or Blu-ray. I'm just like, hell yeah, I'll take that. Um, yeah, the, the amount of times that you have said, oh, I need another bookshelf. Let me know if you see. A I bookshelf still need another bookshelf. Sale. Uh, not a bookshelf though. I want like a rack instead. Bookshelves yeah. are so bulky and heavy, and they stick out. Mm. If I can get one that's a little flatter against the wall, where it's only really the width of, like, the case itself to stick away that stick from the wall, I'm good. Uh, I want to try to like build shelves that go around the ceiling so I can just keep them above the floor like yeah. that. That would be cool. Save some I, floor space. Um, but I get a lot of people that are like. Who buys DVDs anymore? That's stupid. You actually still buy movies. You can stream everything. And I'm like, well, one, I'm a collector. And two, streaming doesn't give you the stuff that I really like about those things, about collecting them. Special features. Special features. Mm -hmm. And commentary. Um, Commentary, absolutely. I know most don't like that stuff, but I love that stuff. And I'll tell you. Commentaries are some of the, some of the funniest and greatest things that I'll watch. I got my dad loving commentaries. First of all, I will watch any commentary that Bruce Campbell is on. All three Evil Deads are hilarious with his commentary. Uh, Freddy versus Jason has amazing commentaries. The director and Freddy and Jason, the actors talking. Like, I would give it a chance, but it's not really my thing. But, but it, it helps not, like, if you've seen the it. movie so many times, and this is just someone else talking about it with yeah. you, basically. Uh, Joe Dirt, that is a hilarious movie. It's just David Spade. It's awesome. And he's just talking about the making of it, making jokes, making fun of Kid Rock here and there, and it's really funny. Uh, not another teen movie. It's the whole cast making fun <laughs> oh, of each gosh. other during the whole movie it's it's fantastic not against it it's just something that i just don't think about dr horrible sing-along blog oh i love that comment they have two commentaries for that one is the cast just 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 talking and the other commentary is a musical commentary they sing what they talk about (laughs) (laughs) so and not all commentary is great some of it is kind of boring but if you're really really interested in the making of it and like little behind the scenes secrets and things like that on movies that you really like i 100 percent recommend them but like you say the goonies goonies is great yeah all the kids okay that's why they're grown up talking about it talking about that but not every movie has commentary. There's a lot of movies I wish had commentary, but they don't. Or there's a lot of movies I wish that the cast would do the commentary, but it's just the creators, which is good too if you really like it. But um, 
but yeah, that's the, those are the two main reasons that I still collect and buy DVDs and Blu-rays. I collect them, and I like the special features. Plus, you were saying before, not everything is on streaming. Right. So. I actually bought a TV series, ordered it from Amazon. I can't find it anywhere to stream. What? I can, I can you buy it. something off Amazon by yourself? A TV series, too, oh mind you. Oh, my gosh. That's completed. Who are you? <laughs> four, four seasons, and I think it was canceled. But uh, I can't find it anywhere. I could buy, you know, uh, uh, it's nowhere to be streaming. You could buy them on Vudu, but they're like 15, what 16 bucks a piece. Franklin and Bash. I think Breckenmeyer from Road Trip and Mark Paul Gosselar, Zach Morris himself, and they're lawyers. It's a comedy, and they do things unorthodox to solve cases. Oh, I was thinking of Happen Leonard. That's not what it is. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's. <laughs> Uh, it looks really good, uh, but okay, Franklin and Bash. That still mm-hmm. sounds familiar, though. But yeah, it only had four seasons. I can't remember what channel it was on, but I always wanted. I've seen the first season. I really liked it, and I never found it ever again. Hmm. And like I said, yeah, Voodoo, you can buy them, but they're expensive. So I bought the whole series hmm. for like twenty bucks nice. on Amazon. It has a really bad package. Like the package for it is stupid. Um, it's you would play what? the right region oh no no no! oh oh, yes yes i'm saying like the uh the case the case for it usually with these tv shows they have one case and you open it and you flip through like pages and the discs are in there this one it's a box you open it and two of them are in these like cheap paper cases oh yeah that's just cheap but they're all there i hate that i'm glad that they don't really do anymore is i know we got totally off subject here but um like when, because I had a Blade uh, trilogy or whatever, and it was like front and back of a disc. <laughs> you know, like one movie was on one side and the other movie oh. was on the other side. Usually they save that for uh, movies that are super long and have one part on one side and the other part well, on the other. fucking stupid because, God forbid, one got scratched. Like, you know, and you I know. Play that. <laughs> you gotta play that I'm movie. I'm just stuck with Blade 3. <laughs> yeah. I watched Blade Two too yeah, many times. It might have just been Blade One and Two. I don't think it was the third one actually. But I don't think I have. No, I do. Wait, I do. Uh, I got rid of I everything because have... it just wouldn't play. Like it, it just didn't play right. I have the four Lethal Weapon movies, and two of them are on the same disc, and the others are separate. Oh. Weird. Yeah. I don't that know. Is but strange. Save space cheaper. I don't know. Yeah, uh, the arrival was or uh, what's that called? Yeah, the arrival with a uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that we had that <laughs> was like that too. One movie was on one, and the second one. Was I on like the that other. movie actually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it always freaked me out that the alien's legs bent the other way. Like, that was weird. Yes, yeah, but was Charlie funny. Sheen. Oh man, <laughs> so it, you don't believe his character one bit, but it, but it's Charlie Sheen, so it's great. All right, well. Hopefully this episode didn't bore you to death. Uh, Hope you enjoyed listening about franchises and join us next time. Not sure what the theme is going to be next time, but we'll surprise you. Um, Yeah. See you at the movies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I need to come up with a cool ending (laughs) thing. We're always like, bye, and then it cuts off. But I think it's because it was two parts and I'm just like tired of talking.
So yeah. I'm tired of talking. We'll see you <laughs> next. We will talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.